Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Human Blueprint. And I have Herman and my wife, Han, and myself, Bernard. And Herman, I got a question for you. I have people that I know that are going through anxiety, stress, and depression. And what I find really strange is that in 2019, we have so many things around us. Mm-hmm. We have cars, self-driving cars soon, mm-hmm. or we, it's actually out. We have food, we have money, we have a lot of stuff. But how is this happening? So how many people would you say that you know that actually have that? Not the self-driving cars, but... No, but I'm saying like the depression. and quite, There's more and more people now. Yeah, I, w- I would say... It's increasing? Like, yes. Rapidly? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some, yeah. some, you know, some degree of depression. Mm-hmm. So would you say this is common amongst society now? I would say so. Yeah. Yes. Right. So do you know why? Mm, bits and pieces. That... What would you say each just from your own opinion yeah. before we go into this? Yeah. Why do you think? I, I think, at least from my perspective, that because we have so many of these external things, it's come to a point where we don't have to hunt. We don't have to go gather. We don't have mm-hmm. to do a lot of stuff. I mean, we still have jobs, etc. But there, it it's, leaves this gap of what's our purpose? Like, what are we supposed to do with life? Like, we have everything that our ancestors mm-hmm. dreamt about. And it's come to that point where it's like, okay, well, now what? Mm-hmm. I feel we're so disconnected. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, be, sitting behind the screen. Mm-hmm. We're, we're more connected to our cell phones. We're more connected to... Um, with technology, we feel like we can sort of reach someone from the other side of the world, but yet it's still so empty. Mm-hmm. And I feel, you know, when I go on Facebook or social media, I always see the best, you know, people's uh, best faces forward. Yes. But behind the closed doors and the curtains, I know that's not necessarily what's going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the feeling that pressure that you got to be a certain way, but that's not the truth. So let's dive deeper into this then. In order to address this, you have to learn to define what it is. So what would you define depression to be? Because if you cannot define it, then you can't learn from it. I, I can't define it, but if I had to, I would say what lack of direction, lack of purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would say lack of fulfillment. Okay. Um, and just maybe feeling they cannot be the, their best selves or feeling paralyzed, um, not being able to see clearly, not being able to connect. Mm-hmm. So let's break this down. A lot of people don't understand when they have depression is because they're stuck in reverse they're stuck in the past so raise your hands okay let's say this is a river and it starts here and then it ends here so as it's going it's going oh something it didn't like something happened some some traumatic experience something that didn't go your way altered the course of how it's supposed to connect to this then got unhappy bad habits get old in pain suffering So then it's going completely off course and it never gets to the point of what you're talking about as purpose. Mm. But what we have to understand is if depression is stuck in the past, we have something called memory and we haven't learned how to empty the memory so we can restore that memory 
back to factory settings like they mm -hmm. say so that you can then reuse it for something more beneficial so you can get to the end but every time there's something that we put in our life as we hold on to as a traumatic experience it keeps putting more and more things in the way diverting this river this stream to the end and it makes you divert to a completely different course so you can never live in the present and okay so as you're explaining that i'm thinking about when people are usually going through depression yes they take antidepressants correct that doesn't realign anything it does not it just suppresses it and it keeps well, all I'm the things there stuck <laughs> and it keeps all those things stuck and so the problem with depression is also you have too many choices and they go through the inability to make a choice so let's say you were going to make you were going to get lunch you can't make a choice do i get pizza do i get this do i get that do i get this what do i do too many choices so what mm. happens when you're bombarded with more and more choices and all the pressure is building up for you to give answer like this what happens you can't why because you have way too many choices like you can't make a decision ah so then when you're off kilter again like we showed you want to use your hand and this is the stream and then you go off kilter every single time you don't make the choice don't make the choice you stay stuck and stuck and stuck worried about what didn't happen what you regret what could have been happened what if what if what if so then it just sits in and sits in and sits in and that negativity stores what we call depression so that's why it feels so lost that's why you're stuck in the past mm. anxiety says okay we can make the choices but you know what? We're so stuck over here at the end. What is the end result every single time? Then what happens? We never make the right ones here, over here, to get to the end. So then you're always worried, am I going to make my flight? Am I going to make that light? Am I going to make this? Am I going to get that? What's for dinner? What's over here? Am I going to find the loved one? Am I going to be able to find someone to care for me? Am I going to have someone to support me? But if they're always over here, and they didn't do what was necessary over here at the beginning, they never get to this. So they're stuck in the future. So then they're stuck in the future. Mm. But this is called present, right in the center. Mm -hmm. This aligns and connects like a bridge to allow yourself to forget and forgive what you did wrong in the past so that you can realign and refocus what your target is for the future. But if you're focused on one or the other, present never meets at the bridge, so you never connect. And then when you never connect, then you're at a loss. So, so I guess back to what Han was mentioning about people on social media doing all these comparisons. Yeah. So they're usually looking at what their future, what they want as a future. So this is someone on social media. Let's say you got your phone and you have your phone scrolling through. Okay, what does someone have? What's someone showing off? What are they projecting? Ooh, someone has that car I like. Mm -hmm. Oh, so then that goes over here as a target. But then you know what? I'm at this age, I'm at this age. So then I go into depression because you know what? They got it, but look at how young they did it. Mm. Oh, they have it, but look how easy they got it. Okay, okay. So social media never, well, I shouldn't say all social media, just in general, when you're doing that comparison and looking on Instagram and always doing that, you're never really present. No. So it's either you're looking to the future or looking the back, thinking about the past or something. What you should have done, could have done, to get to what that person has. Okay, so that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Why it causes so much this this anxiety, depression, stress, and everything else. E even though on the surface you can't really tell because 
it's attractive. And if we know that this, our body, is supposed to always sync with our mind, but then if our mind and our bodies are separated, then both illnesses will develop singularly, which means the mind will develop their own mental illness, the body will develop their own physical illness, and then when they're no longer synced, then they no longer heal. So then you need to be treated as your mind separately and your body separately, and then it will never be healed to its full capacity. And that's why drugs don't really work. Nothing that you can necessarily take externally should be the only answer. Okay, so, okay, I know this, this is going to be a, a blanket question, but if people are suffering from this depression, for example, what's something they can start with? Take away as many choices as possible and become as simple with the very first thing right in front of them. So let's say it's lunch, you know, okay, Monday I'll have this, Tuesday I'll have that, Wednesday I'll have this. So then it's like only one choice, one choice. Don't say Monday I'll show up and I'll decide then. Then it's like you have 20 different choices, all that time is wasted. What are you supposed to do? So a bit of planning, a bit of scheduling. Right away. Okay. Discipline. Have to get rid of the distraction. It's because when you have all these choices and you don't have a definitive target and all these so-called distractions fill up your focus, then that focus can no longer be directed. And then if it can no longer be directed as to where you want to go is where the target is, then it's like one minute you're in depression, next minute you're anxiety. One minute anxiety, next minute in depression. And all because your present moment hasn't been cared for. Mm. It's not being cared for. It's not being nurtured. Okay, so next question. People with anxiety, what's something they can start with? Well, first thing, they have to stop taking the things they think they need externally, such as the sugars, um, the foods, the taste, the luxuries that they think they need to experience or things that they need to get a high off of. Because that will just exasperate, which means to amplify that one problem. Okay, so again, simplify. And what we have to do is just like in advanced math, isolate where the problem is so you can solve for the solution. But everybody doesn't isolate anything. They isolate where the happiness is, but then fill everything else with the baggage. Fill it up with all the distractions. And so there's no more space or operating power to use to complete the task at hand. Memories overloaded. Wasted. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, while you guys are talking, I'm just thinking about people that I know and what they're going through and how they can make these little shifts in their life. Of course. Just, just to change the course, to realign, I guess. It's like a computer. So you're, you're a very computers guy, right? Yeah. So how, maybe how people understand this. Your computer has a separate memory bank mm -hmm. space, correct? Yes. That's where you store it into the hard drive. Mm -hmm. Then th isn't it that you need X amount of RAM with a lot of space to drive that process mm -hmm. in power? Mm -hmm. But how come people don't have that space for the process in power because it's all filled with distractions? And then the memory bank that they have was all the pain and all the things that happened or didn't happen yet. And then if it overloaded and your computer overloaded and didn't have enough space, what do you do? It crashes. It crashes. So then we make poor mistakes when we crash. So, so st where's stress in all this? Stress is everywhere and anywhere. So past, present, future? Like everywhere and anywhere. And a lot of people don't realize the amount of little things they get stressed over. 
didn't go my way. Oh, didn't get the traffic light. Oh, didn't get the coffee at exactly this time. Oh, this person didn't answer the phone when I called them at that moment. Stress about anything and everything. Mm-hmm. So, so and is I, this... Okay, go. Sorry. And I um, just want to share a bit like how my tolerance for stress and even my own awareness that I was in a stressful situation and I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing your father for a few months and... Um, and every week when I would speak to him and he would say, oh, were you, you know, you seem to have a stressful week this week. Yes. And in my head, I was like, not really. And I, and I would honestly, you think know, that. answer him and I would think that and I believed my answer. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, you know, Dr. Sue, I don't, I didn't think I was that stressed. So, and, and it was just like, you know, like a few months later, like I think two months later that it registered to me, it's like, oh, I I realize that what I define as a stressful situation is when, you know, someone's screaming, yelling and kicking and all that stuff, but not really like that's, that's actually not stress. Like Mm -hmm. my body is going through stress, but I, I didn't, I wasn't even aware of that because my tolerance and definition has really changed. Mm -hmm. Um, so once I was aware of that, I said, okay, well, you know, now I'm, Yes, I am stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't realize it. So you want to know how much stress you put on your body? If you were to just even hurt your pinky finger and you go and pick something up, it doesn't matter what you pick up, how light it is, it will still pain you because you're used to using the muscle to, to go and grab something or using the habit that it's just natural to get, get pick something up this way. Same thing with the stomach muscle. You may not realize how much you use it until you actually need to use it to get out of the bed, walk up the stairs, mm-hmm. go up and down, right? In and out. And so people don't realize it until it becomes too much. And that's why they have to be honest with themselves and say, you know what? Why do I react this way? Why do I not look as good today? Why do I not look as good yesterday? What happened in that time period? Isolate it, then create the solution. But if you don't isolate them, and you just go about life as you want without isolating the problem, then those problems just compound. So is stress always bad? No. Look at an athlete. He's under the, or she's under the most amount of pressure to perform at that moment with a limited amount of time. But they get it done, they get it done, they get it done. What stress is bad for them is if they don't have the switch to learn how to shut it down at night so that they can take care of themselves to recover if they know how to install that switch with a great trainer then they can recharge at night so they can do the exact same thing again the next day okay because there's certain like I, okay again i don't know if this is right or wrong but when i'm under stress mm-hmm. i actually function better mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if it's healthy or not but there's there's certain states that i'm just more focused once i'm in those moments and i get that but it doesn't mean you have to necessarily be in that moment of stress mm. to perform. Because it's like, and as an athlete, when they practice, 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 they make every single shot, mm-hmm. score every single time with ease, shoot 100%. But as soon as they put pressure in and they put someone in the way, known as an obstacle or a defender, then all of a sudden percentages mm-hmm. go this it's way. It's like the playoffs. Right? The finals. Right? Yeah. Who's shooting 80% for the entire game? <laughs> 90% none. 
but yet do you think that they're worried about every single shot they missed or just focused on making the next one yeah. well the superstars focus on making the next one see that's what defines and separates them from mm -hmm. just being average and so for us if we know that there's a problem we isolate that problem of stress so that we can continue and continue focusing on greater and greater things rather than letting that one little isolation rob us from everything else in our future and i guess going back to the the sports because they practice so much mm -hmm. that doesn't matter what what situation they're in they're always ready correct so it's it's almost like when we look at life it's usually at least what i found if i keep practicing things mm -hmm. and whatever shows up it almost doesn't make a difference mm -hmm. because you master that mm -hmm. so so now you know for myself i was lucky enough i had your dad i have you to kind of you know guide me and point me in the right direction like so for for someone who is leading a stressful lifestyle but they don't know it like mm -hmm. what are some things that they can do or how can someone become more aware of identifying these blind spots or these uh things that are creating stress in their mm -hmm. lives well the, it would immediately show yeah. with their health with their patience with their attitude with just their demeanor mm. Are they sharp? Are they quick? Are, are, do they not have a second for you? That, then they most likely are stressed. Okay. But if they took the time to actually generally have a conversation with you, took the time to actually figure out, how you, are you doing okay? Mm -hmm. Took the time to just, how are you doing today? Then maybe they're not as stressed. Mm. But if all those other signs are showing that they are stressed and they don't see it, like how maybe you said it, Mm -hmm. then that's a little dangerous because then how long does that have to go for before certain signs get worse for you to wake up and see, yeah, you know what, this isn't good for me. I almost wonder if that goes back to, like we're from Toronto, a lot of people that like we know are super busy. Yeah. I don't know what they're busy with, but they're just super busy. Like if we want to meet up with somebody, mm -hmm. we got a book in advance. Yeah. It's, a month or two out. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't yeah. And again, I understand there's this work and family and all that type of stuff, but that much. That's how busy people are are at. Like I don't know if it's because they're they're busy or it's almost like the culturally or society says, okay, if you're busy, you're you are. I don't know, successful or something. I have no idea what you're story it is. You're... But yes. So a lot of people use the word of busy to validate that they are important, like you said, so that they can continue to feel and feed that egotistical side that they are accomplishing something. Real people who are in the top positions, C-level, higher, whatever it may be, they don't just say, you know what, I'm busy here two months out. What they'll say is, you know what, I have X amount of time in a day. This is my schedule. I could do my very best to fit you five minutes in this spot, but that's the most I can do. If they took you seriously, they would do that. But people who fill themselves up with all the egotistical busy can't see you for two months because they have this, 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 and this, and life gets in the way so that they could feel important, so that they could feel significant. Mm. And they have to be careful with that because what you don't realize is you're rushing your life away and you don't have time to slow down for things that matter the most then they're always over here in anxiety because they're focused on oh i need to get this i need to get that by the time i'm 50 i must have this this and this i don't even know who even came up with those like plans 
Yeah. When I think about mine, I, I think my mom actually created my plan in life, to be honest. Yeah. But it's just, when you start to think about it, it's like, this is kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's like, why am I doing all these things? Mm-hmm. Like, well, why is I, like, I, I don't even understand where most of the times I'm trying to go after things. Mm-hmm. Right. But now, okay, now it's a little different because now, yeah. now I'm doing things to definitely make people better, mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. Han, make Han a little happier. This guy, point, <laughs> point, point that out for everyone. But it's, it's, there's definitely more purpose for sure now. And that, what you just said, you have to put meaning to more things that you do every day. Most people, when they talk to you, they don't put the meaning behind it. So they'll say, you know what, Bernard, I like you. Are you going to believe me? No. Right? <laughs> but if someone says, you know what, I like what you brought to the table. This is what we can do to make it better. What, is, what are your thoughts? All of a sudden, you open up your mind and say, let's, let's see what we can do to build this. Mm-hmm. Right? So you have to put a little more meaning behind every little thing you do. Because a lot of people have this wrong concept and it derived a lot from religious beliefs. They just, they believe they're going to put their hands together, look up in the sky, something's going to come down, hit them in the head and call that purpose. Doesn't work that way. Real purpose is when everything you do, you give meaning to. Perfect example was at the airport, a gentleman does garbage. The happiest person you'll ever meet, singing, dancing, the whole, the whole everything as if he was on Broadway. The most happiest person. Why? Because he had the least amount to worry about. And he gave meaning to everything he did to make sure the airport was the cleanest airport you've ever seen. Do you think he's going to lose that job? Unless there's robots or something. Right? But who who better to put in that position than someone who was like, "Mm, I got to do this again. Mm." He found joy. See, he gave meaning to what he does. And that's, that's, now when I think about it, he's probably found more joy with his occupation of course. than most people who have way more. And paid way more. But he's, he's found it. Correct. Because he's not worried about yeah. what happened in his past. He's not focused on what somebody else has or what he has to have by 50. He's focused on the present and making the most out of it and bringing meaning to it. And I guess that's the reason why I never liked cooking before. I hate, first of all, I, I learned cooking very late in life, like about six months ago. Well, thank you for your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I never liked cooking because like, oh, it's so mundane. This is uh, so boring, so tedious. So, but now when I cook, it's because there's meaning behind it because uh, it's for Han's health, for, for our, our health, for, for even just to be a, a better example for others as well, for, for guys, like guys, you know, cook, cook for your women or men or whatever it is. But it's to provide, it's to provide. And, and I actually enjoy doing that now. I actually enjoy waking up early and pre- preparing fresh, mm-hmm. fresh meals for, for Han. But yeah. you see, you give so much meaning to it and it had no financial outlays tied to no, it i'm not getting paid for, for <laughs> any of those meals by the way right absolutely so it's zero. completely genuine yeah. yes it's but uh, you yeah. see everyone looking for purpose like you said mm-hmm. they tie it to this 
So that's why they sit here, look to some religious belief or something, look up in the sky and just magically wish something comes to them so that they could find this because that's what they're told. Rather than give a meaning to everything and do what you do best with your talents, learn something new every day, build skills around those talents, give meaning to everything you do and you create your own market, your own economy. And that's called an entrepreneur. I guess also when you're doing that, again, going back to the topic of depression, anxiety and stress and all that, when you're doing those things with, with meaning, then there's no real room for those feelings. There's no space for those things anymore mm -hmm. because you, you do have a purpose and meaning in that present moment. Mm -hmm. So my question is, you know, now knowing that uh, when someone has purpose and they find meaning to what they do in, in every task, everything that they do. So as someone who cares about the people around me mm -hmm. and what can I do to support these these people? Well, first off, you got to get healthy. First okay. off, you got to make sure you're at your best every single moment. Mm -hmm. First off, you got to make sure you stop making bad choices that you know are not great for you. Mm -hmm. First off, you got to make sure that you're learning something new every single day. Mm -hmm. First off, you got to make sure that everything you do is not just for yourself, but for always the bigger picture. Okay. So for myself, I need to be that example. Everyone has to be the yeah. example first. Mm -hmm. If we're not the example first, no reputation to build on, no one will listen to you. Because before I would try to fix people, mm -hmm. try to save people, or try, yeah. try, I don't know, just try a bunch of stupid things. Yeah. But I'll never, during those moments, I, I wouldn't focus so much on myself. Mm -hmm. And not, not saying like a selfless way. I'm not focusing myself because I'm not trying to reflect on myself. So I'm trying to like fix them because of whatever it is that I don't feel happy with, with mm -hmm. them. So it's like, oh, you shouldn't be depressed or you shouldn't be unhappy. You shouldn't be this. And you got to go do these things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it hasn't worked. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think a, probably a better impact is be a better person. And that's why when you look at today, everyone's a robot behind a computer doing what they're told, just becoming like a lab rat with the computer as opposed to saying, you know what? Let's get out to what actually sustains our life known as nature. Let's give back to that. Let's get integrated into that, involved in that, and figure what we could do to harness the same energy that allows it to thrive. Yes, especially in a big city. I know for sure I don't really observe as much. Mm -hmm. Now I'm being more aware of that. But go ahead and say, you just like whatever. Mm -hmm. You take it for granted. You do. Because you have, well, now you have Netflix and everything else. You have so many toys, so many distractions. Yeah. You don't even look out the window and it's like, hey, look, there's a tree or a bird or squirrels. And and then what do people do? Binge watch. So that's like handcuff. Mm -hmm. So that you have to watch and watch and it just keeps you like a prisoner to it. We As do. opposed to yeah. little at a time. We do that. No, we We're guilty of that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we do. We do. Yeah, yeah. Do a little at a time so you maximize every single moment. Mm. Yeah. That's all you want to do. It's a little binge. <laughs> Mini binges. No, that's, that, that makes sense. I just look at this as if people don't become more aware of, of what's happening, there's way more candy out there, way more distraction now. Of course. You can get rid of Instagram, something else is going to pop up. Of course. You get rid, get rid of Netflix, there's going to be a bunch of other things. Mm -hmm. It's just mm -hmm. being aware that, hey, these things are 
in moderation they're okay mm -hmm. but you don't want to consume your whole entire life or mm -hmm. else you're going to end up with basically all the things we were talking about mm -hmm. and just being more yeah definitely more mindful mm -hmm. and be very picky with what you do with your time and i'm sure reality tv shows aren't helping no i don't even know why the reality tv shows i don't think that's reality but i don't know a lot of it's staged but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so in terms of stress like we said you have to make sure that you can identify and isolate each one so then once you isolate each one mm -hmm. then we put the solution in place mm -hmm. but if you're not willing to identify it and isolate it it's always going to be there it's always going to compound and so um being with nature is one way to help uh mm -hmm. what other activities would you recommend for someone to sort of help um so, so soothe the, their soul or just to, it's almost like to disconnecting to reconnect yeah of course reconnect to what actually mattered first before any of those things existed mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so it's like you have to make sure you meditate every day get that calmness get that peace mm -hmm. exercise stretch every single day try to at least try to sweat or at least break a sweat every day make sure you're always always learning something new every day even if it's the smallest thing, like a word or, or just something, learn something every single day. Make sure like you're always taking care of all the things you committed to every day. Build that reputation, build that trust within yourself so that you can build that with other people. So that when it's now time that you have this experience and you have a story to tell, you wanna make sure that when you share it with someone, they receive it in the same manner so that when they receive it, it's like them cutting down on the amount of mistakes and time so they can get to where you were at a shorter period of time so that they can bring more to the world. Mm. Okay. Well, thank you. Makes sense? We've, I've learned a lot. Yeah, those are great examples and things that... And good uh, solutions. Yeah. That's practical. Yeah, you have to sure. have the solution. If you don't have the solution and you only identify all the problems, what good is that? Mm -hmm. well, well that's why it ended up with, with drugs see right so that's why obviously we didn't want to promote drugs or anything we wanted to give them a solution so yes mm -hmm. yeah nothing of those things that we call external pharmaceuticals will ever fix something that incurred by you internally but there's a lot of side effects a lot of side that's effects a, that's a different podcast different, <laughs> different topic yes okay great thank you herman thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you.